A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Now, let's get into the Eels. Eels. Last year, attacking ratings, they finished fifth. Defence ratings, they finished 15th. 15th. Uh, really disappointing year last year for the Eels. And I guess when you look at that and see they finished 15th in defence, you just got to think, like, how did they fall so far from the year before? I'd love to know what the stat was from the year before. Um, were there different defensive systems? You look at the players that they lost. You know, was Reed Marnie the glue in the middle that helped them a lot, or was it Papali'i on the edges? You know, Niukore when he come on, I just what was it? You know, what 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 changed so much? Because they got the same front row, the same edge, really. Um, yeah, you know what it was, Opacic. <laughs> it's Opacic. They let the Opacic go. That's what. Um, um, yeah, that defensive start. Blows me away. They are the only team in the NRL without half the can't tackle. It's amazing. Like they, they got two halves that are gun defensive. Dilbrand is the best defensive five eight. Mitch Moses would be top three for me. Is that fair? The, so yeah, I, he like improved into it. Yeah, for sure. Incredible. Um, there's no holes in their forward pack. Bizarre. It's unbelievable. It's um, and I, I don't have any numbers, but I would have to assume that points to their outside backs. Yeah, for, as I was going to get to, I was going to say, you know, we've been talking about their outside backs and defence, yeah. and they jam in, they miss tackle. Like, it is Which just, maybe the opposite joke isn't that funny anymore. Oh, Legitimately, really yeah. isn't. Really isn't. But, I mean, they they were killed for opposite last oh, year. Oh yeah. Anyway, killed for uh, this year. Okay, the Eels. Obviously, a disappointing season last year. Uh, if I'm if I'm being honest, heading into this year, I'm still quite nervous about them. I'm still quite nervous about them. Great roster. Yes, they missed Dylan Brown for a long period of time last year, and that was a massive spanner of the work. They struggled to get their best side on the field, uh, and there were periods where you kind of felt, okay, they're back. But I don't know. There's just I just get this feeling that they may make the eight, but I just don't know whether they've made the same progress as the teams around them over the last 12 months when you look at you know when you look at the Roosters squad for example on paper it's crazy or the back end of their year when you look at the Rabbitohs squad on paper um, when you look at 
the Broncos, the Panthers, like the progress that they've made. And I just think with the Eels, although that at the moment I, I probably still have them in my eight, I just don't know whether that they're just lacking a little bit in the forwards for me and obviously outside backs, we know that. But that depth in the forwards, if one person goes down, one or two people go down, I'm just a bit concerned there. And obviously in the outside backs, like they, they really haven't filled that void yet. They really haven't filled that void. Um, Guru, thoughts on the Eels, mate? Yeah, honestly, same old story. The outside backs worry me wildly. Um, and you know what? I, I think that, you know, letting Wonga Blake go, I don't think that's a bad decision at all. Um, I think there was probably time for a change there. But then you look around the squad, you go, well, who's it going to be? Um, I don't hate the Morgan Harper signing, but it doesn't answer. Mm. It's not your answer, realistically. It's a depth signing. A solid, it's a depth signing, mm. yeah. And, you know, I, I actually wouldn't be shocked if he does sneak his way in there round one. Yeah. Um, I and I personally think people are a little bit harsh on Harper off the back of that Talakai game. Yeah, I think that for sure. formed a lot of opinions there. <laughs> um, I don't – you could have been Mal Meninga, you wouldn't have tackled <laughs> for that night. It was yeah. just on one. It is what it is. Um, but, yeah, the outside backs worry me. I think last year um, a big thing that, you know – we sort of just moved on past and forgot. Like, they spent the entire preseason getting ready to have Josh Hodgson at night. Mm. Lasted a few weeks and then he was gone. Like, he's such a ball-dominant nine. It was evident it was taking them time to gel. Then he just disappeared, mm. which makes it – like, for me, that's what sort of derailed their season last year. Even the Dill Brown stuff, mate, when he wasn't there, they actually didn't lose more games than what they did when he was there. Mm. Like they actually – like, it might not have looked as pretty, but they held it together. Um, I like what I heard from Mitch Moses the other day. He had an interview where he pretty much said, we should win a comp this year. Yeah. There's no excuses. We're not a make a top four team. Hopefully, mate, the eight, we want to win a comp. So, hopefully, there's a bit of an attitude adjustment there. But I, I have no idea what I'm going to say when you say, where do you place Parramatta? Yeah, no idea at all. It's, it's, it's like, when I look at the case, so... You know, Bailey Simon, like, Pensini, great young, guy, young centre. So, I like that. Sivo can be a bit inconsistent and, and he's a good finisher. We saw glimpses of him getting through all the, you know, a lot of work, but just, I don't know, I feel like he's got more in him. I just feel like that he hasn't hit that ceiling yet that he really could. Um, and then I look to the forwards and obviously Paolo and Campbell Gillard. The concern I have is, is that they rely way too heavily on them playing big minutes. Like, And I just think that... It gets to the points of the season where you go, where you look at Junior and you look at RCG and you go, they must be absolutely wrecked. They must be absolutely wrecked. Um, but yeah, and then on the edge there, Sean Lane, hopefully he can stay injury-free. Uh, the, the tough thing when you judge the Eels is you don't know what Brad Arthur's going to do with his, like his rotation. So this is the predicted side uh, from the great Timothy. Uh, Clint Gutherson, Sibo, Bensini, Simonson, Russell, Sean Russell... Dylan Brown, Moses, Paolo, Joey Lussick or Brendan Hands at 9, RCG 10, Sean Lay 11, Bryce Cartwright 12, Jermaine Hopgood at 13, Kelma Tawalangi 14, Offoyne Galway 15, Madison 16, 17, Widamu, Greg. Um, I think when I look at the Eels, I think they did an incredible job in sticking to their processes to build a team to challenge for a grand in a grand final. I do think that they didn't probably handle the next step of staying up in that top four as well as other clubs. I think that they lost way too many people in one go that's kind of hit them a bit for them to – like it really affected the the core of their side, the guys that they lost. Now, I understand people sitting there going, like, well, what were they supposed to do? Like they, they got offered big contracts and they went somewhere else. But 
you know, look at the Papali'i situation. You know, he signs with the Tigers or agrees to terms. And then, you know, a couple months later it was, well, actually the Eels had money for him and he might be staying. And it's like, well, why, how, how can they potentially keep him now when before they couldn't keep him? There's an example of just poor management. Um, communication needs to be clearer so that there's no, like, Papali'i signs with someone else and then goes, oh, actually, the, the Eels potentially have money now. Oh, actually, I, I'm going to stay. Now, look, maybe that's being unfair on the Eels and it was more just Papali'i that just had a, a change of heart. But, I, yeah, I don't know if they've handled being in that top tier as well as maybe some other clubs. And you can see the tactics have gone. Go big on your spine. Brown, Moses, Gutherson, and then obviously two big boppers up front. Um, but I'm still I'm still just not convinced for some reason when I look at some of these other squads. Timmy, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, you look at it from that 2022 grand final, Parramatta and Penrith, so many similarities, both massive bases out in Western Sydney. Why have Penrith... Penrith development system has been so much more successful than Parramatta and that's getting into the nitty gritty of it and I don't know enough about it but Penrith have found ways to replace the people they've lost. Parramatta not saying they haven't but obviously haven't done it as well. They did have excuses last year between Sean Lane only playing a handful of games. You know, Dylan Brown missed a key section of the season from around 14 to around 22 massive part of the season and also brought with it off-field dramas which couldn't have helped the club at all. Guru mentioned Josh Hodgson going down early in the season. So there were some big factors. Sean Lane missed a lot of the season. Their 1-17 to on paper is good enough to win a premiership. And they've shown time and time again, okay, more so during the season rather than probably come finals time, but they're the only team that can consistently stick to and beat Penrith. No other team's been able to do that. Your boys mentioned it, though. I don't know. It's depth. I don't know know if this 1-17 to can win a comp. I, right, I, I, I think it can. Look, I think Gutho, you know, you can get with him every week. I think he's excellent. He might not have the star power of a few other fullbacks in the comp, but I, I still think he's continually underrated in the NRL. Brown and Moses, not only are they brilliant attackers, but you both alluded to it defensively. To have those defensive halves go so, so far to a team. Bolo and Campbell Gillard, two origin-quality front rollers. Jermaine Hopgood, he's going to be a future origin player. Lane there, you've got Ryan Madison, one of the better back rollers in the game, who's coming off the bench. I think it is a premiership quality team, but they don't have the depth mm. to go the, the See, season. I, I can, obviously, they can win a comp. You know, way crazy things have happened. But I, I look at this squad and I go, okay, could they go through a whole final series beating Roosters, Rabbits, Broncos, Panthers? I don't know if they, they could. The, Whereas the, if you add back in Reed Marnie at nine, yeah. Papali'i, all of a sudden, near Corey coming off the bench, that's a way stronger side, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, look, there's... I'm being optimistic for Parramatta. And I just... I really... I look at the, the 1, the 6, the 7, the 8, the 10, the 13. They've got the foundations there to do it. But maybe I'm giving them a bit too much of a push because... Well, obviously they can. Like, yeah. they absolutely... I'm like, more just the chances... Uh, I'll probably have them at the moment... Maybe 6th or 7th down the line of of chances of winning a comp? i tell you what it'd be, it's a very interesting one going into this season, but Deanna Arce, who came in for that period when Brown was out last season, was outstanding in the halves. They hardly missed a beat. And, you know, we've seen them chat about it and sort of try him at centre a little bit. I think he might, has he played a bit of centre in New South Wales Cup, Yeah. Um, 
if he can come in and be the solution at centre, I don't know if he's good enough to make that transition, but I sure as hell know that he's good enough to be starting half in the NRL. He's a gun. Mm. He should be their centre. It mm. blows me away that he hasn't been put there more. I can't believe they've had him for this long and not utilised him. Mate, while you guys are talking, I just spent three minutes going through centres or wingers in the NRL who have changed clubs over the last years or who are lacking opportunities, and I cannot believe Parramatta haven't got any of these guys. Connor Tracy, Billy Smith, Harley Smith-Shields, Marshew, Tommy Jenkins, Jojo Fafita, Bronson Zeri, Mariner, Hoyter, Arthurs, Olam. How have Parramatta mm. not landed... And that's me thinking off the dome for 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I think... It, These are all guys begging for opportunity. Purely assumption, but I think they've got this, like, system that they just, like, don't... Feels like they overthink their salary. Too loyal or something? Because like, what wasn't there a chat about Reid Marnie as well when he left that he... There was... Well, I heard pretty good authority, extremely good authority, that he was massively low-balled. Massively low-balled. Um, okay, so this is their side... From the 2022 Grand Final. Gutho, Sivo, Bensini, Simonson, Blake, Brown, Moses, Gillard, Marnie, uh, Bolo, Lane, Papali'i, Nikore, Madison, Nathan Brown, Jake Arthur, Kofusi. That's, I just think that's a much stronger squad than like Kofusi, Nathan Brown, Madison, Nikore, Papali'i, Reed Marnie, all gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just. That's, that's where I get a bit concerned with the Eels is that a couple – like, if they keep this 1-17 to 17 on the field pretty much all year, or yeah, let's say one or two go injured, they keep most of it on field, yep, I can – and this is coming from a guy that when everyone was counting them out in 2022, I was the only one sitting here going, nah, they can win the comp or push for it. Uh, but, yeah, I just don't know with that depth. I'm just not sure. Um, back to the centre situation. Do you think they need to look at their recruitment and maybe make some tweaks? I think so, for sure. And I mean, without putting the foot in, have a look at some other examples. The Dolphins had to sign an entire backline last year. Look at all the guns they managed to get out of guys that were unwanted mm. in the NRL. Mm. I, I would love to see their salary cap because, like, Gutho's not on a – like, he's on reportedly 700, 750K. Dylan Brown, it's what, 800K or so? Mm -hmm. Yep. Then Mitch Moses, a million? Maybe Brown 900? Yeah. So it's like not like they've gone crazy, you know, 1.3, 1.4 in certain positions. I'd love to look at their cap and see where it's kind of like all line because you would assume they've got an extra few hundred grand to get a guy like Harley Smith Shields or, you know, like even have a crack at Herbie Farmworth or something. I was just about to say, Herbie Farmworth would be great. You know who else would have been unreal? Jake Avarillo. Oh, yeah. 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 But let's get to positives. Positives. Positive guys. And, and I, I want to be really clear. This is me not going, nah, can't win a comp. Like, I'm not putting them in the same category as lower tier sides. This is me going, I probably at the moment have them sixth or seventh in favourites to win the comp. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, I've sort of got them as a six to ten sort of side. Timmy? Yep. I've got them in seventh and I, I like, yeah, seven to ten. I like that as well. If it was gun to head... I would say I probably leave them out of my eight. I just, uh, yeah, I don't think they're the most well-balanced team. I think they're lacking a bit of depth as well. Um, they definitely could, but if I had to make a top eight, they probably just miss out. I've I've actually got them as ninth favourites to win the comp, and so does the book. Twenty-three bucks to win the comp. The so they're ninth. Wow, they're ninth. So that we're being even more generous. Yeah, yeah. And the market can't, really can't make up its mind whether they're going to make the eight or not. So they're a dollar ninety to make the eight, a dollar eighty-five to miss the eight. So yeah, they're wow. right in that little section i've probably got them in that nine to twelve 
bracket of yeah. the ladder. I've got oh nine to twelve. Yeah, I think okay. it's just they're I've good got on six their, to ten on their day. They're good enough, but yeah, uh, as they beat the Panthers, obviously the week before the finals last year. But and you're right, their strongest seventeen is has got the footy in them to to mix it. But can they bring it the whole time? I don't know. Mm. Not sure. Before we move off them, one guy I'm very keen to watch this year. You think back a couple of years ago, Sean Lane was a journeyman. Rice Parramatta, Brad Arthur turns him into a gun. Um, Bryce Cartwright, no one wanted to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Coach turns him into a gun. This Kelman to Alungi has had so mm. much ability, mm. but he just hasn't been able to put it together. See, that's the one thing where I think Brad Arthur doesn't get enough credit. 100%. I Isaiah think Papali'i, like... Is, there's an argument to be made. He's a top five player developer <laughs> in the competition. It's just sometimes his decision on... In the game yep. that I'm, I just I struggle to understand. You have a look at all the back rowers in in this team: Sean Lane, Bryce Carwright, Hopgood, Madison. They all arrived undervalued back mm. rowers, and then you, Isaiah Publi is also left. So this Kelmer, like everyone you talk to that's played with him, says he's an absolute freak. Mm. But he just can't put it together on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. Uh, I can't wait to see what Brad Arthur does with him. Well, you even look at Mitchell Moses. He was nowhere near the player when he was at when he left the Tigers to the player he is now. Like he is the complete package now. The complete package. Dylan Brown, he was a rookie, brought through, hitting his straps now, one of the better sixes in the competition. Like, again, like Brad Arthur, Brad Arthur deserves raps. Like, he's one of the better player developers in the, in the competition. It's just sometimes with selection and their recruitment. Because I, I think that, so recruitment is a little bit different to coaching. Like, the coach obviously has a say in who gets recruited, but usually there's uh, people that take care of recruitment and basically, you know, follow a system or, Bring like you know we think with this guy would suit the squad this guy would suit the squad so that's the blame for recruitment can't fall so, like so, solely fall on Brad Arthur like you have to look at people outside of Brad Arthur but what you can look at is the player development of the players in his side mm. that's the head coach's role is yep. to develop the players um, and so I really do hope the Eels go well though because. I um I, I they're such a great side, great bunch of blokes, good, really, really entertaining to watch. Mitch Moses at his best is unbelievable. Dylan Brown, um, another guy I'm excited to see go to another level. Um, even though I felt like he's improved every single year, is Will Bensini. Yeah. Like he is just keeps flying under the radar in regards to young gun outside backs. He's still only 21, I'm pretty sure. Came through the same year as Suwali'i. I think they played a lot of footy together through school. Uh, he's just going to get better and better, more confident. Um, I just and also the the eels need him. If he the eels need him to fulfil his potential, because if they if they he doesn't, they don't really um, have that strike centre that you kind of need. Uh, so I, I cannot wait to see him yeah. play this year. Back, back on uh, agreed, hundred percent. I'm back on Sevo just quickly. He averaged 122 running metres per game last season. Hasn't averaged over 130 running metres per game since 2019. If he could bump that up by 30, 35 metres just to take a bit of extra workload off, it is a smaller outside backs, take a bit of pressure off the middles, coming off his own line, it'd change a lot. And maybe, you know, maybe I'm being unfair because he's a big boy, maybe he doesn't have the motor to do it, but at the same time, you're an NRL winger, if he's fit and fine, I don't see why he can't get to that 150 mark. Surely. Does it got how many runs he was averaging a game? Or just have a quick giz and see? Uh, might just be running metres, what I've got up here, nrl.com. Okay. Uh, look, it, it's a tough one because is he, uh, I guess, is he damaging enough to get away with not running those metres? I think when he's playing his best footy, he is. 
But when he has quiet weeks, he's not. So it's, you have to ask the question of, mate, if you're scoring three or four tries, you know, scoring these crazy individual tries, we will look, we'll turn a blind eye to the fact that you're not mm. taking enough hit-ups. But the unfortunate thing is, it's like he's not really having, stringing enough games together, in my opinion, of having those huge moments that he had a few years ago to justify not getting through the work, in my opinion. Yeah, I... I Oh, I get what you're saying, but I, you know, I just feel like Penrith aren't saying to Brian Toe, if you're scoring pies, we'll let it slide, mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Like he, he's, he should be an absolute premier winger in our game, and he has periods where he is. But I, I think Parramatta are well within their rights to challenge him to try and improve that yeah. part of his game. Yeah, I think that I agree, 100. Mm. percent yeah. I agree with you. Like you expect them to be the best they can be, but I'm more looking in the eyes of like the reality of like, okay. Is he ever going to be Brian Toto? Like, not really. I'm not saying you're saying mm, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else do we have at our club? Because you don't want to piss him off either. You don't want to smash his confidence, change his game up. He becomes uncomfortable. So it's like sometimes you've got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, but I also think you also need to evolve with the game too. And, the you know, the role of a winger has changed over the last few – like, can you imagine, like, he, he would have been the best winger in the game 15 years ago. So then you, then you have to ask the question, okay, it's been a few years now where he hasn't done that. Yeah. So shouldn't have they got rid of him? Maybe. I mean... And that's why I say, like, the reality is, is, like, who's out there? Who's going to deliver what, what he can deliver? And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do, but I think there also needs to be a bit of emphasis on the player to... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm with you. Start, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, I just mean that, okay, if you're going down the route of, mate, you've got to be doing 180, 170 metres a game plus also the, the good stuff. If you're not doing that, then you're not, have, you're not fulfilling your potential or whatever. We shouldn't be spending much money on you. Therefore, we should be get someone else in. But then, then, the, then the next conversation is who can actually replace him to do that because mm, it's yeah. hard to find guys that can yeah, do yeah, what yeah. he does. Yeah. And, and like Brian Toto, if you're looking at them as a light for light comparison is unfair because they're not the same way. Yeah, they're they're very different. But, you know, Toto, average metres per game the last three seasons, 200, 203, 245. Sivo's lucky to be half of what Toto's doing. It's like you can bump that up to the 150 mark, yeah. and we, surely. I like, and to be clear, like, I've been, you know, we've been saying we've this said, for We've spoken yeah. about this many occasions. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's not, this is not like new. We, we've, yeah. we've said at the start of last year, Sivo should, you know, he needs to bump his numbers up. Because, put it this way, if Sivo did do that, and Pensini does what we know he can do, all of a sudden you can afford to have good, solid outside backs on the other edge that just get through their defence yep. because you've got the weapons on the other side. But at the moment when, when Sivo and Pensini both have a little bit of a quiet game, there's just no punch there. Yep, there's no sure. punch there. Um, but I know what you're saying. Like, if you're too harsh on like, players, sometimes it can send them the other direction and it's this mm-hmm. like, real balancing act. Uh, but I agree with you, mate. Like, I think that heading into this year, if we get to another end of season and we're sitting here going, oh, he made another 120 metres in the year and he was okay, had some moments that were really good, that's when you need to start asking questions like, why are we spending this amount on a winger that... I'd assume his contract now is being paid for 
what we thought he was going to be year on year. Um, and and I'm, I'm not... The thing, the thing that's bizarre is, like, it sounds like I'm saying he's played really poorly the last few years. He actually, he's been solid. Like, he's been solid. He just hasn't been as good as I think that he can oh, be. I don't even think it sounds like you're saying that, to yeah. be honest with you. Like, it's just, it's the reality of You have a look at his career, you know, the first year. And, you know, he's in, like, the first year he ran for 146 metres per game. Then he went 118, 130, 129, 122. Like, his first year out here, yeah. proving a point or not, he, he, he was able to do it. Mm. Um, and, and, you know... It, like we keep saying the name Brian Tyler. I don't want him to run for two twenty. No, no. Give me one fifty. Give me yeah. one sixty, and we're good as gold. Mm. Yeah. No. Nah, agreed. Agreed. And, and as we said, like that's kind of a key to their season. If if they come out and Pensini um, kills it and Sivo kills it, and we know Gutho is going to kill it. Oh, he's so good, um, so consistent. We could be getting to round ten, going. Eels are the real deal. Eels are the real deal. Uh, okay. Anything else to say on the Eels boys? So six to ten. I've got him at 6-10. 6-10. 6-10. 7-10. Just missing. Just missing that? Just missing 9-12. Yep. Okay. 6-10 is to ten's five teams, isn't it? I'll go 7-10. to 10. Oh, is it? I'll go 6-9. I'll 6-9. Go Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.